When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season's greetings, everyone. This is definitely not the most wonderful time of the year so far. And happy almost New Year. It's been a long, hard year, y'all. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, December 20th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The Los Angeles Film Critics Association announced its 2021 winners for achievements in film on Saturday, revealing top prizes for Simon Rex for Best Actor in Red Rocket, Penelope Cruz for Best Actress in Parallel Mothers, Jane Campion for Best Director for The Power of the Dog, and the Japanese drama Drive My Car for Best Picture. You can see that full list of winners at EW.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out highlights of this weekend's Saturday Night Live Christmas episode, which was a special one and not for the best of reasons. Because of concerns over the current increase in COVID-19 cases in New York, the show reverted to being audienceless, pulled Charlie XCX's musical performances in order to help limit the number of people at 30 Rock, and played mostly pre-taped segments. Tom Hanks and Tina Fey inducted host Paul Rudd into the Five Timers Club, and Fey stuck around to fill in for Weekend Update co-anchor Colin Jost. Kristen Davis is probably best known for playing Charlotte York Goldenblatt, Carrie Bradshaw's optimistic, charming, and loyal friend on Sex and the City. But if the stars had aligned another way, she would have ended up playing a very different friend. While visiting the Late Late Show with James Corden, Davis revealed that before she read for the character of Charlotte, she read for the role of Monica on Friends. Have a listen. Okay, I think I was one of like 8,000 young ladies who read right. for Monica and Courtney Cox got her, but Courtney and I were in the same yoga class at the time. Same. It was like okay. Same. Were, were you there Classic. as well? Okay, great, Classic. great. I didn't see you. Um, and we used to hang out. The rest of us were like unemployed actor, waitresses types, right? And we would hang out after class. And one day Courtney was like, hey, guys, you know, do you want to come car shopping with me? And we were like, wow, car, ooh, car shopping. She said, you know, I did this pilot. I'm feeling really good about it. I think I'm going to buy a Porsche. We were like, wow, is she for real? And it was friends. And, and it did go very well. Although Davis didn't end up snagging the role of Monica, the actress did get to appear on the iconic show in a guest role some years later as Erin, a woman that Rachel and Monica attempt to set up with Joey. And we have a couple series cancellations to tell you about. HBO Max has pulled the plug on its Head of the Class reboot after just one season. And after a long period of limbo, Netflix has officially decided to not renew for a second season the musical dramedy Julie and the Phantoms. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. 
All right, let's set sail with our number three pick today, Below Deck, which is continuing to chart a course through some choppy waters on this week's episode. Captain Lee is frustrated with Eddie and the deck team for their repeated mistakes, while Raina feels like her performance on deck is being affected by other crew members, as she reflects on last week's night out. In case you missed it, that night out turned very ugly when Chief Stewardess Heather used the N-word while talking to Raina. But later that night, she didn't remember saying it when Raina called out Heather while she and Jake were singing an expletive-filled rap. Here is a bit of that exchange from last week's episode. That's cancel culture, you better be careful. What do you mean? Those cancel you are. And no, and like, you can't say that. Like, that's, you can't. Don't say real shit. You didn't. I, don't, I, I mean, I didn't think I said it. I'm sorry. I like you, but it's just like, you have to be careful because people, you know how people are. 2021, it's not 2002 anymore, you know? I didn't think I said it. Don't say that. You said it in the bathroom today. This. It's okay. I still love you. I'm just, I'm telling you. Just be careful. Yeah. I can respect that. Thank you. I got you. Heather has since apologized for using the slur, writing on Instagram, quote, Over the past nine months since this episode was filmed, I have learned how my words and actions can affect others, and I vow to do better in the future. Of course, tonight's episode was filmed before those nine months, and it seems things are going to get worse before they get better. You can see how it all plays out on Below Deck, tonight at 9 on Bravo. Calling all HGTV fans, present company included, you should definitely tune in to the premiere of Tough Love with Hilary Farr tonight at 10, which sees the popular designer help families maximize their homes with a dash of, well, tough love. But in between all of that home improvement, what has Farr been watching, we wonder? Well, we recently called her up and asked that very question, Hilary Farr, what you watching? Well, what I have just watched, literally yesterday, is The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion movie. It's really extraordinary, and I recommend that anybody who wants to see a moving, beautifully shot, fabulously acted, and really different full-length movie, watch Power of the Dog. Indeed, you should. You may recall The Power of the Dog was one of our picks a few weeks ago, and it just won the L.A. Film Critics' Best Picture this weekend. Expect to hear a lot more about that as award season picks up steam. You can find that movie, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, and Cody Smith-McPhee, streaming on Netflix. Now let's raise the curtain on our number two pick, Reopening Night. HBO's latest documentary shines a spotlight on the public theater, which has been the beating heart of New York City's artistic and cultural scene for decades. With the city on the road to recovery from the pandemic this year, the public brought back Shakespeare in the Park with Merry Wives, a modern all-black adaptation of Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor. Reopening Night chronicles the behind-the-scenes story of the public theater as it returns to the stage after a year of COVID, a racial reckoning, and a shutdown that devastated the city and the theater industry as the artists that make up the public strive to bring theater back to New York. Here is a preview. The summer of 2020, George Floyd was murdered. 
It really, really made theater feel like so unimportant. In this moment, when we're talking about the racial reckoning in this country, should we be doing Shakespeare? I quit theater because of an experience I had. Uh, I walked away because of how I was treated. In 1994, I was a production assistant. Was treated horribly. I didn't even know the racism that I was living under. After 50 years of Shakespeare in the Park, we want to come back to a theater that is so many more things than what it was. We're bringing New York back to the theater. Powerful stuff. Reopening Night takes the stage tonight at 10 on HBO, and it will also be available to stream on HBO Max. It's trivia time! The Public Theater helped mount a stage version of what Disney animated musical back in 2019? Tarzan, Hercules, or The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Stick around for that answer and today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, It's a Wonderful Life premiered at New York's Globe Theater 75 years ago this week on December 20th, 1946. Directed by Frank Capra, the film stars Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey, a man who gives up on big dreams for his life in order to help others, and whose suicide attempt on Christmas Eve leads his guardian angel to intervene and show him how different the world would be if he was never born. Upon its release, It's a Wonderful Life received mixed reviews. The FBI even issued a memo calling it communist propaganda and failed to turn a profit at the box office devastating director Capra. Its reputation only began to improve three decades later, when it became a holiday TV staple starting in the 1970s. In 1984, Capra told the Wall Street Journal, quote, The film has a life of its own now, and I can look at it like I had nothing to do with it. I'm like a parent whose kid grows up to be president. Today, It's a Wonderful Life is considered one of the greatest films of all time and remains a Christmas staple. It still airs annually on NBC during the holiday season. And now let's get a little operatic, soap operatic that is, with our number one pick, Dynasty. Nothing says Christmas like two feuding billionaire families, am I right? And the CW Soap is back to provide plenty of that with its fifth season. Tonight's two-hour premiere will pick up after a season four finale that saw Alexis jailed for a crime she didn't commit, while Fallon was shot by her scorned and lovesick assistant, Eva. Will she survive the internal damage? And will her marriage to Liam survive the external damage? It is truly anyone's guess at this point. Meanwhile, Blake and Crystal work on the next phase of his campaign. Liam turns to Sam and Kirby for help in an hour of need. And Amanda sets out to find the one responsible for Larson's murder. Plus, we get to see Carrington Manor all decked out for the holidays. 
Here's a clip from the premiere. I guess it's true what they say about a Carrington Christmas. Well, that wretched excess wrapped in boughs of holly is festive. Something like that. I'm the luckiest man in the world to have my family under one roof in this beautiful house. I'm surprised to learn that you have a sentimental side. Well, you know, after Fallon was shot, I guess this holiday season has been a time of reflection. Not everyone has decades of happy Christmas memories. It's something to be grateful for. It certainly is. And I suppose I'm a little bit more emotional this year because, well, you know, the campaign trail is exhausting, Darlene. But if that's what it takes to be senator, that's what I'll do. And what does that mean for you? You know, off the record, there's a, a cabinet position in Washington opening up. 2023 will be here before we know it. Cabinet position? Interesting. Do you have a source on the Hill? Well, my source is the White House. I'm on their radar for Commerce Secretary as soon as the current one steps down, which is understandable, given my success in business. Uh, Mr. Carrington, with all due respect, I do have an insider in D.C., and that position has already been promised to someone. And it's not you. Maybe you should check again with your sources. I have, with multiple sources. I also have a name if you'd like to hear it. No. I'm good. Well, so much for tidings of comfort and joy, huh? Dynasty returns tonight at 8 on The CW. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. The public theater helped mount a stage version of what Disney animated musical back in 2019? Tarzan, Hercules, or The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Hopefully this question wasn't all Greek to you. The answer is Hercules. The production was staged at the Publix De La Court Theater in Central Park in September 2019, adapting the 1997 Disney film for the stage. In her review of the show, EW's Jessica Dershowitz called it, quote, a lively but low-key production that feels in many ways like the polar opposite of Disney's string of megawatt Broadway hits, which is a big part of its charm. And that's the gospel truth. Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.